Welcome back to the HFO podcast. A nice little intro tune there, seamlessly fading like the professional outfit that we are. Today, just the two of us, he's been under question from Northumberland Police, but we don't know where he's hid the chainsaw. Ollie Scholes, how are you going? I am going well, thanks, Shai. <laughs> and, uh, and, and me, he had to press record and stop record, then export, then upload, then push out the social media, then repost. And then check the stats. So that's me in a nutshell. And uh, hopefully we get the other lads back in the next pod, hopefully by the weekend. Um, just to bring us up to date in terms of the, the, the pin badges that we've got, Howe and Murphy, we've got about half of those left. Is that right, Ollie? In the last event yeah. we've done? We've, we've sold just over half of them, Ali. So we've got 40-odd left. Yeah. So we've got just, just over 40 of the How and the Murphy. So, so get on those as quick as possible because um, they'll, they'll go quickly. Uh, not many left of the Isaac and the Bruno. Uh, so they'll be gone pretty pretty soon. Um, and we've just, yeah, and we're, we've just placed the order for uh, the Wilson and the Trippia. So they should be in country in about two weeks, Ollie, would you say? Two to three weeks, I. And they look fantastic. So, um, Check those out. We'll start posting some pictures of those and, and building up to those, the release of those. Um, you can find us at the usual places. So you can find us on Twitter at WeAreHFR or X if you prefer. Um, Instagram, WeAreHFR and the website, uh, WeAreHFR.BigCartel.com where you can see our products on there, including the Corinthian Pin Badge Collection, which you can take advantage of. There's some special offers on there in terms of... Um, getting up to speed on the pin collection where you can save yourself a pound per pin. Right, mate. Now we've done that sell. Um, let's just explain the premise of this podcast. So we've always had the intention of splitting the podcast into two distinct shows. Um, we'll keep the one that we've been producing, which is kind of a light-hearted world football chat because that's what we're about and that's what we love. That's what this magazine's about. Um but also, we're going to start a Newcastle podcast where we'll focus on uh, the club that we love. Um, something that we can't deny. It's something that we talk about through the through the other podcasts. Um, probably best that we're going to split that up a little bit. So we'll have, going forward, we'll have two shows. One focus on Newcastle, one on world football um, per week, hopefully. Um, and then that'll stop the lads over here telling me that all I talk about is Newcastle. So there you go, lads. That one's for you. Um, so let's just dive straight in, Ollie. Couldn't think of anybody else better to talk about Newcastle than yourself. Um, so the weekend, Newcastle beat Burnley 2 0 at home. That's as comfortable as it gets, right? It is. It was. It was almost too comfortable. It just felt like we were. Um, I mean, we were, we we're working hard and stuff, but it just felt like we we're taking my foot off the gas quite a bit. And we've obviously got Wednesday, which we're going to talk about shortly. There to come and I think maybe that played a part but it just always felt like we were going to comfortably win it and I think the more chances were missed the more I started to think maybe we were going to end up ruining one of these these chances Like, but it's as it happened like we got the penalty didn't we and it just made it more comfortable but um, but yeah it was just it was just going through the through the gears really and we didn't quite get up to the high gears did we? No that, that's it and that's okay as well isn't it it's, it's oh, okay yeah. keeping some in reserve and, and this is what this game is all about the more the more games that you've got the less exertion you have in, in every single game it's, it's about managing it isn't it um, yeah. and I kind of feel like kind of feel like that's how's focus um, 
just t- talking, touching on some individual performances, I thought Trippier was absolutely outstanding again. Like he's been one of the top performers, top performers at the start of the season for me. Um, obviously, just turned thirty three, but he's so quick and so intelligent. His football IQ is through the roof. Um, is there a better side at the moment than Kevin Trippier winning the ball high up in the opposition's half and then us taking advantage of it? Well, I mean that just summed him up really, didn't it? In a nutshell. Um, so important to the team. I mean, you know, we talk about the likes of Bruno and Botman and Isaac being the best players we've ever had at the club and stuff, but actually, Trippier can't be that far away. I mean, I posted something on Twitter the other day about um, if if Trippier isn't the best right-back in the world, then the best right-back in the world must be an absolute joy to watch. Like, he must be incredible, because Trippier's he's just outstanding. Like you say, it's about, it's about football IQ, football intelligence, and he's got it in abundance. He's... Um, like you say, he's quick, particularly for a thirty-three-year-old. He's um, he reads the game so well. He's he's so intelligent, um, and he's he's marshalling the lads as well at the same time, isn't he? He's just so. I mean, for someone who's only like five foot two, three, maybe, um, <laughs> he just he just wins the ball, and yeah, all the time he beats like the biggest, and that's because of his intelligence, isn't it? It's because of he knows exactly when to jump, where to jump. Um, he's just he's just absolutely brilliant, like. I, I, I sort of, I, I say stuff like this in the heat of the moment sometimes, and then I think, ah, oh, well, maybe I was just talking a little bit of shite there. But actually, I think pound for pound, I think he's probably the most important sign in the club's ever made in terms of what he's yeah. done for him, in terms of how where we were when he came as well. Hundred percent. It's it's for me. It's 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 easy to go like emotional about Keegan when right? I mean, he signed in the importance of that. But to be honest, I wasn't around in that time. For for me, it was when Keegan was the manager. So it's like, for me, I, I'm in agreement with you, mate. Kevin Trippier is a sign, and it's been transformative for the club, really. Because um, kind of bringing in, it can't be understated, bringing in a, a player of that profile, somebody that's um, won La Liga, been abroad, won La Liga, you know, played in finals, um, Champions League finals, uh, Euro finals. Like, he's a, a vastly experienced player, and it comes across, like, on the pitch. In every game that he plays, like it, like you just said, the way the way that he marshals the defense and the midfield, like yeah. he's just exemplary. He's um, I can't wax lyrical enough about him to be honest. I, what I love about him is his is engine. He's like up and down that right side, um, all game, but also just his complete professionalism. So obviously, Lascelles comes in um the weekend against Burnley and, and had a great performance. Uh, I, I kind of you can. You can notice that how he's been working with Lascelles, right? And he's, he's definitely improved as a player. Whether or not that's enough to, to keep his place and get a new contract is, a, is another thing. However, just Kieran Tripp has complete professionalism. Just to hand over the captaincy, the armband. I know it's not doesn't mean make a massive difference, but it's like the small gestures like that. You know, he kind of knows knows his role. You know, um, it, and it's important. It's really important. I think everyone's kind of on the Livramento train and he had a fantastic debut, don't get us wrong, but I'm of the opinion that you shouldn't just put Trippier at left-back for the sake of it because he's played there before. If someone's, you know, at their optimum level in performing, it's the levels that he is every single game. You wouldn't you wouldn't move him out of that position where he's, he's building up that form, you know? Absolutely not. No, he's just, he's so, the thing I love about him the, the most is he's so calm as well, isn't he? Like, he's, 
he's knocking the ball about in really tight spaces at the back as well and stuff. And the, those triangles were played to get out of danger and stuff. It's like it's driven by him, really, isn't it? And I think there's times as well when he'll, he'll like take a throw in, he'll get it back, and he'll smash a ball across the back four to like Botman or or Shaw or even maybe sometimes Dan Byrne. And it's it's relatively close to what he felt like to an attacker as well, but it's so controlled. You know, if that was someone like, and I don't mean any disrespect by by this, but if that was someone like Dan Byrne doing it the other way, you'd, the crowd would gasp like, wouldn't they? You know, you'd hear that, oh, bloody hell, that was close. When when it's trippy, yeah, it's so controlled. He knows exactly what he's doing all the time and he reads the game so well. He sees where the space is and he wants to get the ball to the space as soon as possible. He doesn't mess about. He's like, he's just, a, he's just, I can't really explain it. He's just so good. Like, he's he's, he's world-class, like, and he, Hundred percent. You, you know me. I'm, I'm kind of a, a glass half full kind of guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm already panicking. Two years down the line, when he's not going to be in the team, it's 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 one of those, isn't it? Where I'm, I'm enjoying it that much, and like it, it's it's that important to the team now. I'm like I'm worrying two years down the line. Like, what would I do without Trippier? <laughs> uh, well, that's it. Like, I mean, I think it's, I mean we'll be our reach, won't we? But I, and I've, I can see him being. Like a coach here, and see him staying here, oh, coming and going, and sort of working under how maybe so, um, and then maybe he's even becoming, maybe he's even become a manager in, in, in years to come. I don't know, but um, he, he works so well with other people as well. I've got no reason to doubt that he's, he's going to work with with the likes of Lieberman um, and help them. It's just what he does, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's it's funny when the club. Um, I knew he was good. But I didn't realise how good he was. Like I don't watch a lot of Spanish football anyway, so I didn't. He's obviously become a much better, a much more rounded player in in Spain. And I don't watch a lot of the league. It's not. It's, um, but I knew he was good when he was at Spurs. I just didn't realise how good. And I think at the yeah. time he got injured in that season when we were sort of we brought him in, got a couple of results, things were looking a bit more positive, and then he got injured. Didn't he? he broke his foot. At the time, obviously, I was really panicking about it, but it's obvious he just because I mean he was turning up the way games on his crutches, wasn't he, and stuff. He just drives the his attitude changed the club in a way. And I'm sure yeah. obviously House played a big part in that as well, hasn't he? But his attitude just drove the. It's it's almost like you didn't miss him because he was behind yeah. the scenes and he was doing all those bits, and it was it was like you didn't miss him. In that's, that's the thing, mate. You kind you kind of need those standard bearers, don't you? Someone that sets the standards and kind of then become the expectations at the club. Now, right. I don't doubt behind the scenes, and you see it in the videos, you know, when like Sandro Tonali signed and he's there meeting the family, like it's a stuff like that, man. Like it's it's phenomenal, um, and it must be like so good for how having a player like that, where you know it's it's almost like having a second manager oh, but in the team. You know what I mean? He's like a player manager who's able to. To change the game with with instructions on the pitch, and I don't think that's that ne- that's necessarily something that's a given in football. You know, it's like the next level of player that's able to affect the game by right. changing the way the game is is playing out by passing on instructions or, or tweaking things on the pitch. And obviously, that comes from manager, but the players are able to do that as well. Absolutely, yeah, it's it's brilliant to have him here, isn't it? Really, it's brilliant to have him in that role. Hundred percent. Just, um, I think probably worth touching on on, on Anthony Gordon again, mate. I can't speak highly enough about him, mate. Like, I'm absolutely loving watching him play. And, and, and for me, I, I don't know about you, for me, it's when, do you know when he kind of loses the ball 
And it's like, how, how, how do I explain this? It's like the second phase of that, of that movement, right, where the opposition has won the ball, but that they've, they've yet to get it under control. Within a second, he's back on the ball and he's always won it back. Like, it's... Oh, it's he's taken it off. He took us so many times, hasn't he? Like, it's just like... His he's work rate's phenomenal. Like, I mean, I knew he was a good player anyway when he was at Everton. And people can go through me Twitter if they want to and see what I've said about him. Like, he's... he's I always thought he was a player. I, I thought he was a prick as well, like, but I thought he was a player. But now he's our prick and that, like... I thought he was a great signing when we signed him. I thought that was excellent. There was a lot of talk about, well, is he really what we need? Is he good enough and stuff? But he, he's just... I think the thing with the Premier League is as well, if you've got pace, you're halfway there. Like, you can see the defenders, they, they hate it. I mean, they, they, I wouldn't like to play against them anyway because I can't run anymore. But, like, some of the best, the quickest in the in the Premier League didn't like playing against them. He just puts them under pressure constantly, doesn't he? And, he's, um, and he will work hard and get back into the... Get it, uh, win the ball back, sorry. But I phenomenal. I think um, we'll talk about it later on as well. I but he's going to be a big miss against West Ham, isn't he? I think I've lost you there, Ollie. Um, but I think what you were saying was um, Anthony Gordon getting back in a position and winning the ball back and his work rate. Uh, couldn't agree. Uh, couldn't, oh, there you are. You're back. Yeah, so you're back. Uh, I like I say, his, his work rate. He's he's. he's uh, He's an absolutely outstanding player. His work rate's phenomenal, and and he's just um, he's going to be a huge miss against West Ham, isn't he? I hundred percent, hundred percent. It just means that he can empty, empty himself against PSG, can I'm I'm kind of really excited to see what his performance is going to be like. Um, before we before we move on to PSG, I just want to I just want to mention Dan Byrne, right? Because gets a lot of flack, right? In in He's playing at left back and he's a centre half and he's not the quickest and it's an emotional signing, it's an emotional game for him. He's playing for his boyhood club and all this stuff, right? Um and the first ten minutes of that game was really difficult for him. Uh you seen I think the their right winger, who's a really good player, that uh Colorosso, um was great against Man United's. Uh and he, he's obviously got something about him, really quick. There's a couple of occasions at the start of that game where I think he made Dan Byrne look like he was running in treacle, uh, and that's you know that's that's okay because that's not that's not Dan Byrne's game. But right. what what's what's really what what really pleased me was his reaction to that. You know, the, the, it, you see better fullbacks lose their heads, heads go down, and they have a terrible game, right? What Dan Byrne, he's got something about him. He's able to um, persevere. He's able to kind of lift his game to meet that. And you've you seen that call also went off, I think, on 55 minutes, 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. Dan Byrne ended up winning that duel for me. Yeah, well, I think he did. I mean, he's he's he's, he's got the heart of a lion, hasn't he, really? And he's, he's even though he hasn't got what he hasn't got in pace, he makes up for in determination and grit and that, doesn't he? And he made some really important challenges. Um, he came across into the centre from left back, this smashed the ball out of play. Um, when we're under the cosh a little bit at one nil, um, so his reading of the game there was really good, you know, and he he, he plays a vital role for me. I'm, I think I've got nothing against Target. I think he was a good signing at the time. I think um, I think he can still do a job for him when when needed. But I think when you when you take Dan Byrne out of the team now, I think you really notice it, don't you? Hundred percent, mate. I, and I think you could. I think I was reading uh, one of the match reports. I don't know if it's NUC.com, but. Um... 
he won so many headers yesterday, Dan Burnley. It was such a, an odd tactic where oh. the ball was getting hung up at left back by Burnley. I don't know what the expectation was, but Dan Burnley, that's his, that's just been better for him. Yeah. Someone trying to ring up Talksport one day and start crying, aren't they? He wins so many headers. <laughs> Uh, you know what it is. It's it's fair play and um, Dan Byrne for me. He's he's it's his character. You want that character in players where you know you you can have difficult moments in a game, um, but it's having the character to turn that round in game. Um, yeah. And he he's he can do that. Uh, and I've seen a lot of players at Newcastle who who can't do that. So it's yeah, for me. He's kind of he's uh, first team material at left back at the moment. Uh, I wouldn't make any changes to to that position. Um, Moving on to the PSG of the weekend, mate. Excited as much? Just before we do, actually, can I just mention as well, just since we're, we're picking players from the from the Burnley game, um, that's, for me, I mean, Sean Longstaff doesn't get a lot of plaudits. He is getting some now. I think he's getting a lot more recognition than he used to. Um, but he came back into a struggling side and we've looked so much more balanced since he's been in the side. Bruno's looked a better player. And we haven't conceded a goal. And I think, you know, if we go back to last season, the foundation of every bit of success we had last season was that, was our defence, wasn't it? And keeping clean sheets. And, and I think what we lacked last season was that we, sometimes we'd keep a clean sheet, but we wouldn't score a goal, we wouldn't have that cutting edge. And I think this season we've, we've got that, obviously, 2-0 against Burnley, when 1-0 against Brentford, when we didn't play particularly well. Um, and I think Longstaff plays a huge part in that. Like, and I'm, I'm delighted for him that he's getting a bit more recognition now. Um, but I, I just I think we will look so much better in midfield and at the back when he's playing. Um, he does he yeah. does so much of the groundwork, the defence. Uh, does a, a lot of running for the midfield as well, and he covers well for us. Yeah, as well. And Trippier's bombing forward, he'll cover. So. Couldn't couldn't agree any more, mate. I'm um, I'm definitely on that on that long staff train as well. Like I think. He's been integral when he's come back into the team, and like I say, look at the difference. Uh, you know, five clean sheets, um, and I kind of—I don't know if you agree, but I kind of feel like he's a bit more of a goal threat now as well. Like he's, no, he's kind of needs. That's kind of the last part of his game, right? Like if he starts adding goals, then then he'll be starting for England, not just in the squad. But I kind of feel like he would be in the conversation to start games and um, a goal scoring English midfielder like that with the engine that he's got. Um, yeah, mate, I, I kind of feel like he's undroppable at the minute. Uh, you know, and it probably it probably moves us quite quite nicely on the PSG. Um, does like, firstly, um, what about the occasion, mate? Are you, are you looking forward to it? Like first home Champions League game in a, in a long, long time. Um, yeah, mate, how, how are you feeling? Excited, cannot wait. I'm like, I'm buzzing. I'm going to be buzzing all week, really, and you know. Um, can't wait to hear the music there again. I want to get in nice and early, so I can take in the atmosphere and stuff. And it'll be obviously my son's first uh, first Champions League experience. Jamie Sod, like he's just turned up in our nine yeah. years ago and got all this. Doesn't know what it's like to be shy, but uh, just can't wait. Can't wait. I've obviously I've already picked my barge out. I, I, I like to post what barges I'm wearing to the match, and I've already picked my barge out for uh, for for Wednesday. So it's a bit of an obvious one. Aye. Did he do me in Robert? Aye, that's it, aye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, it's honestly it's um, it's so exciting. Like, and, and obviously being twelve thousand miles away, I'm still as excited as I would be going to the match. It's it's insane, mate. Like to think that these days were were around the corner when um 
you know, you were, you were trudging to the match to watch Bruce's Newcastle and there was just no hope. And this is just, it's unbelievable. I mean, these are the games to enjoy. And in the in the same token, on the, on the same token, in the same breath, I kind of, kind of feel we need to take the emotion out of the game on Wednesday and play the play the match. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a strange thing to say because I, I want everyone to be excited. Like it's, But I want the players to be ultra-focused on getting something from the game. Yeah, well, PSG aren't in great form, are they? So it's a, it's a really good time to play them. I don't know what's happening with them, but I know he was injured, but he played against, um, I want to, I can't remember who they were playing now, they were away at uh, Nantes or something. Or, um, that was lower league team, though. They were, they uh, were the kind of bottom four or five teams. So in the June and nil, right? June nil, nil. Uh, he played, he played, so he's obviously fit again, but. Um, it might be a really good time to play them. I mean, obviously, I'm not, you know, I'm realistic enough to know this is our first season in the in the Champions League for for years. We're not the finished article by any means, but you know, good time to play them. Let's see what happens. I think, but I think you're right. It's about managing the um, the emotions and taking them out of the game, really, and and just getting the job done. Hopefully, yeah, definitely, mate. I, I'm just I'm just thinking, um, like. Yeah, take take the emotion of the game, play the game, and it is, people are going to be like up a hate for this match, and I think the stadium will be packed out by right. like you know with, with half an hour to go before kickoff. And um, I don't know if you've seen Twitter these kind of the the sealer um, lights in the sky that they obviously they're obviously planning some big um, opening to the match and things like that. I think I seen they had like a tsunami strip in the sky and stuff like that. What? Right. Um, who, is there any? Have you got any suggestions for the Fasila who who they should put up in the sky, mate? Well, we've got to have Jimmy Neal up there, right, Omar? Um <laughs> There was uh, I've seen a thing on Twitter as well with someone at Monk's Pie, um, who's who's created an Alan Bonds one, uh, <laughs> anti garlic sauce. Uh, <laughs> but nah, what do you, what do you think? Who's got to be up there, like? Who, who would you put up? Uh, I'd put up Eddie, Eddie Howe, mate. I think it's uh, it's him, isn't it? He's the Messiah now. Um, long live the king. It's all about Eddie Howe for me. Um, we won't let his name up just, in the but he's, 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 a, he's an introvert, isn't he? Nah, that's funny, actually, isn't it? Just talking about the song, the um, status quo song. He, he commented like he's, he wanted it all to be about the players and he's quite self-reserved, isn't he? And he, he kind of yeah. hates the line, like, which, which I love. He's... He's obviously ultra focused, but um, yeah, man, like he's he's unbelievable. I absolutely love the bloke, mate. If you look, if you look at the photos as well, that we take every time we win in the dressing room, he's always in the same place. He's right at the back, out the way, letting the players drink it all in and, and get the plaudits, yeah. and that's that's just him all over, isn't it? Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. Just go back to uh, Mbappe, mate. Obviously, phenomenal player, right? Like what what next exciting talent? Unbelievable. He's done it on the world stage. Like such a good player, um, and kind of. Um, you, you can't be really defended against. You've seen some of the best defenders in the world, you know, come up, come up a crop are against them. Um, at this level, right, at this elite level, is uh, Luis Enrique noticed? Because he normally plays on the left wing, right? Does he notice that Kevin Trippier is capable of of matching that level and switch him over to play on the right wing? Is it? Is, is it? This is what I'm thinking, right? At this level, do the managers make calls as such and put Mbappe up against? Dan Byrne, let's just assume Dan Byrne's going to start. Put, put him up against Dan Byrne and that, that becomes a massacre. Well, I, I don't know. How will be how will be aware of that as well, won't he? How will be thinking about exactly the same things? And I wouldn't be surprised if 
you know, Murphy was a, a surprise inclusion in the Milan game. I wouldn't be surprised if we went for like Tino left back, and then you can switch them over, can't you, if you need to, and Trippier can just follow on Bappy in. Um, I think if there's anyone in the squad who who can stop um, stopping Bappy, then it's it's going to be Trippier, isn't it? Um, I don't know. It's I suppose part of us is really looking forward to seeing him. You know, I've never seen him play live before, and I think part of us is still in this this. Um, you know, I, I'm a competitive person. I want Newcastle to win and stuff. I want every time I play football, I want to win. Um, sometimes a little bit too much, really. But for now, I'm just enjoying the the whole experience, and I think I'm just looking forward to seeing him and seeing how we how we manage against him. And yeah, you know, it just gives you a little bit of an idea about what's to come in, in future, what we need and, and what we need to work on, and things like that. You just you want to test yourself against the best, don't you? Really. Um. But I, I, I would I don't know what it, it how's going to do. Whatever he does, he, he'll be doing it for the right reasons. So just get behind I, him and, and see what happens. I think that's an excellent point. You know, it's kind of I think the majority ninety nine point nine percent of fans about ultimate trust in Eddie Howe. Right, he's meticulous in his planning. He's obviously watched every PSG game from last season. Like these are the lengths of this manager goes to. You know, he's wow. he's in the door at five six o'clock in the morning. Doesn't leave till nine o'clock ten o'clock at night. Like. Listening there's to no Jay stone. Yeah? Listening to Jay Cumphrey's podcast that was five in the morning. <laughs> like it, there's, there's no stone that's left unturned though, is it? Like it's, nah. he's, he's thought about and went through and visualised every possibility in this match. Um, and I've got ultimate trust in that he'll pick the team to, to match whatever he thinks is going to happen. Um, and, and just on that then, so with Drew in Milan, um, I'm kind of thinking it draws a great result here as well. I think we're capable of the win, but I'm just kind of wary, right? Um, obviously, Joe Linton is going to be missing, I'm guessing. Like, it looks like a hamstring injury to me, so that suggests that maybe it's a month. Um, hopefully not. Hopefully, it's just a bit of a tweak and, or maybe it's some cramping and he can make it. But I was worrying that he went off after, I don't know, two, three minutes. Hopefully, it's not a tear. Um, Botman, Botman's out, uh, which is a, a huge blow. Like if you're PSG, you, you, you're buzzing about that. Um, so a couple of a couple of issues here. Uh, Callum Wilson wasn't on the bench the weekend. You would imagine Isak starts anyways, but you want Wilson to perhaps get forty, um, you know, 35, 30 minutes in the game as well. Um, do you think we're capable of getting the win here? Or we've still got enough impetus about us to to push the buttons in? And ultimately get a result. I think we're capable. Um, I don't think we will. I think it draws. I mean, how how doesn't sit on his? You know, how's not going to go into this game thinking let's let's grind out the draw. He's, he's going to want to go for the win, isn't he? But I think I don't know. I think I'd be happy with the draw as well. Um, and then I think we've got Dortmund twice. Looking at getting four to six points off a off a, a strangely poor Dortmund at the minute. Um, no. But I, I, I mean, obviously, I want the win, and I'd, I'd like us to go for the win. Um, I think we've got enough in the tank. I think we've got a, we've got a really, um, you know, like you said before, Gordon's going to be able to just sort of leave his, leave everything out on the pitch, isn't he? He's got a, a good rest after this game, so um, don't see any reason why you can't, uh, why we can't win it. We've got the players, we're scoring goals, we're tight at the back. Even you know, Jamal Lascelles yeah. came in and played like played a blinder and looked really comfortable on the ball as well. Mm-hmm. Which is which is unusual for him because that was I thought was been his weakness really hasn't it? Um, I I don't see a reason why we can't. I don't think we will. I think I'll, I'll I'll sort of settle for a draw though. 
Definitely, man. I, th- I think a lot of people would, to be honest. Like, two points from the opening two games. And then, um, like I say, look to build your points up against Dortmund um, and even Milan at home. I, I kind of feel like we can progress from this group. A draw here is, is a great result, I would I would suggest. Um, likewise, the return in, in Paris. Um, I think... Like I'm kind of, I don't know about yourself, but I'm quite confident that the front line will be Gordon, Isak, and Almiron. Which, to me, like looking at the weekends, that front line, apart from Isak, who had a bit of an off day, which which is fine, he still managed to score and, and link up the play well. Um, that kind of feels like the first choice front three for me at the minute. Like obviously, Almiron was left out against Brentford, um, left out against Milan, comes back and scores a worldy goal like that against. Um, in the weekend, it was fantastic, kind of an Almiron trademark goal yeah. uh, against Burnley. Um, there's a lot of energy in that front line, which PSG won't really appreciate playing against, will they? They'll be under immense pressure. Those three guys are going to be pressing, closing down. Um, that's kind of where I feel like this is going to be won. We, we don't want to let PSG start to get any rhythm and um, start you know, passing the ball about, about us. I kind of feel like Eddie Howe's message is going to be like, we need to be in their faces early doors. And those three are going to be integral to that. Definitely, yeah. I mean, the injuries are a, are a concern, and obviously we've we've had squad depth, and when we've looked at our bench, we've had a really good bench, you know. And I think that's probably going to be lacking a little bit on Wednesday. But even with the likes of Joel Linton out, um, you know, we've we've got people who can play there. We've got um, Elliot Anderson can do a job on the left uh, if needs be, and I sort of he's really grown and matured this season as well. I think he's last season he was sort of finding his feet. This season he's he's sort of. Feels like a proper first team member, doesn't he? I think he's he's really contributing yeah. well to games and could have had a couple of goals on uh, on Saturday as well, couldn't he? If if fortune went the other way, but um, you know we've got options still. Um, but I think Gordon's going to probably likely play the full ninety minutes, isn't he? Again, and, yeah. Uh, on the left, yeah, I think I agree with you. Maybe on the right, um, we've got Murphy to come on if needs be. We've got um, again Anderson to go there. We've even got like Livermento and. We have still got those options, and with a yeah. bit of luck, well, it'll be coming back soon, and not enough, not soon enough for for these two games. But uh, yeah, hopefully by the international break. Okay, if, if we kind of assume that the defence is unchanged from the weekend, which I, I kind of feel like it will be, right? Um, I can't imagine that Burnley will go into centre half and they bring a left back in. I think it, they'll, they'll stick with what was was out there against Burnley. The, so the, the only question is kind of what that midfield three is going to look like. Um, who, who who do you think who do you think is going to slot in there? Um, do you think Elliot, Elliot Anderson's going to retain, or do you think it'll be Tenali coming? I think Tenali will come in to play alongside Bruno and Longstaff. I think um, I can't see Anderson keeping his game, uh, keeping his place. Sorry, I think it's nothing that he's done wrong through no fault of his own. But I just think Tenali's got that that Champions League experience that we're probably going to need a little bit of. Um, yeah. On Wednesday, particularly, you know, if, if we're playing Dortmund, I think maybe we've got a different situation where Anderson might have started, but I, I just think Tenali's going to kind of start, and he. And that and and that's okay, isn't it? Like I, I kind of feel like you know, thirty minutes from Anderson when he comes on, that energy and, and that strength in the midfield, he's just you know, he never lets it down. Now I kind of feel like there's a consistency to his performance now, which is which is great. Right. You see his name on the team sheet, you, you, you're okay with that. Like if we can get thirty minutes from. From him, that, that that that's absolutely fine with me. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree with you, mate. I think it'll be Tenali, Bruno, and Longstaff. Um, which 
which again is a, is a great midfield. I think Tonali came on and did well at the weekend as well, which was, which was good to see. Um, but ultimately, he's got that little bit of class about him, hasn't he, Tonali? And I, I kind of feel, obviously, he's, he's played these occasions before. He's one of the most experienced players in the Champions League for that Newcastle have got. Um, I can't not see him starting. I, 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 can't, I can't see Anderson starting, that's for certain. Um, yeah. Cool, mate. Okay, so predictions. Um, what do you think we're going to think this will be a, a score draw? I'm just assuming you're going to say draw, but what, what do you think it's, how it's going to play out? I think score draw. I think 1-1. One, one, one. Um, I think we'll have enough to score. Um, I think they'll probably have too much for us, but, you know, especially if, if with Botman being missing, I think that's that's huge, isn't it? Like anyone in that back four, um, you'd want Trippier and Botman playing, wouldn't you? Uh, Dan Byrne just didn't work at centre-half, did he, with, with Shaw? No. Against, uh, was it Brentford? Brighton, wasn't it? I Brighton. It just didn't didn't work at all, did it? It just it just um no. I mean I'm not saying Dan Byrne can't, can't play a centre half like mm. but it just didn't work. It just wasn't wasn't working at all. So I think I agree with you, he's gonna go with the cells. Um I think yeah, one one. I'll take one one yeah. now, I'll snap your hand off for it. I'll take one one. I am slight I'm gonna go slightly different. I'm gonna go two one Newcastle. I kinda of feel like We'll start like uh, um, we'll, we'll be on fire first ten minutes. After I kind of feel like we'll get a goal, um, right. and then we'll probably go in half time one nil. I kind of feel like PSG will come out and, and equalise through kind of a, an Mbappe goal, uh, something that which something that you can't stop. It'll kind of be like a shot from outside the box, which is so accurate and low and hard. Um, which you get in the Champions League, right? You get those goals where you're just like, you know, you, yeah. one of those things. Um, and I kind of feel like we'll 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 get the two one win. We'll score maybe for the last ten minutes to go, and it might be like a Gordon penalty win again. You know he's so clever in the box. Like it must be so, you know, um, as a defender when when Gordon's approaching the box, it's a precarious position, isn't it? You kind of as soon as he gets an opportunity to go down, he's going to take it, and it's he's not diving. He's just using his body really well. You know, it's uh, so I kind of feel like he might win a pen. And we'll 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 win two two one, which would be absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah, um, that, I'll go for Bruno for the goal then. Oh, that would be that would be unbelievable, wouldn't it? Let's uh, let's hope for that, mate. Um, probably just more of a, a quicker point here, mate. But as we move on to to West Ham from PSG, um, difficult game, right? West Ham seventh in the league, so a, a position above us. Started well, beat Sheffield United two nil at the weekend. I think we said in an earlier part that no, I think I'm in agreement with you, mates. That Moyes has never really been a bad manager. I, mm. I fully, fully support that uh, statement that you said as well. Um, they've reinvested in the squad. Paquette as a good player, like it, I think it shows that that Man City wanted him in the summer. You know, he's probably going to move on from West Ham and go on to bigger, better things. He's he's good. But so the big but here is it was a bit different going to Sheffield United after AC Milan than it is. Going to um, West Ham after PSG, isn't it? And we're without Anthony Gordon, um, is a draw here a good result? Um, no. Um, what a much better side than West Ham. Even with the injuries we've got, what a much better side. And I think I'd be. I mean, look, you know, if we get a draw, I'm not going to complain. Um, but I think I'd be disappointed. Um, I want to win this game. I think we need to keep them keep the 
the momentum going in the Premier League. I think it's really important. Um, I, I, I fancy we to win anyway. I think you know we've got enough. Um, I think Anderson will, ha- will have a massive game against West Ham. I think he'll obviously come into the side, won't he? Whether it's on the left or whether it's in the middle. Um, it, there's not a massive amount of options without Gordon. Is that really? Um, I, I assume Murphy will come in. Maybe maybe stay on the right and Murphy on the left. I don't know. We'll just see what we'll see. But I, I'd be really disappointed if we didn't beat West Ham. Um, I think we are much better than them. You know that yes, yeah. they're above us in the league at the minute. Yes, they've had some good results, and that, you know. Um, but ultimately, this is like the first quarter of the season, and, and teams will start to break away, and we're going to be hopefully one of them. Um, and it's not going to be that long before West Ham are, are below. But it's not, you know, they're not in a false position by any means. But you know, consistently, they're not going to they're not going to be seventh in the league. Either. Um, I'd be disappointed if I didn't win this game, mate. Eh? Yeah, it, it's one of those. I think good recent history as well. Like obviously we beat them five one last season. Um, strange start of that game though, wasn't it? Where I think was it Bruno hit hit one post. Um, so it was. We kind of we had a few of those games last season where we we started poorly, but we clawed ourselves back in, which we seem to be quite good at doing that. Um, obviously, I wouldn't say I wouldn't go as far to say that was the same as Burnley at the weekend, but West Ham started well last season, but. I agree with you, mate. I kind of feel like we need to win, especially going into the, the international break, just to kind of put the put the full stop at the end of this period of games. Um, whether whether we've got the energy left to do that, I'm just I don't know. Especially without kind of Botman, and, and we don't know whether Joe Linton, Joe Linton will make it. You'd, you'd assume that Wilson would come in for this one and start. He loves playing against West Ham. Um, it's a while off yet, mate, and a lot can happen. But what sort of scoring would you be thinking against West Ham? Are you, are you is it close? Or are you thinking we could actually, um, you know, copy last season's result where we kind of blew them away? I think it'll be a close game. I think, like you say, you know, we're going to be tired, depending on on, on sort of what we've been through on on Wednesday. Um, we are going to be tired, but I'd like I think one nil two one something like that. Um, and I think maybe it's the likes of Lewis Hall might start. Um, maybe it's even Livermento. Um, I think we're going to use we're going to have to use our squad on before this one. Um, but I think we've I think we've got enough. Two one, I'll take it. Yeah. I'm going to see a two one. The only question mark is that left left um, left wing position, isn't it? It's like I said. It's I would imagine it'll be Murphy that comes in. Um, I can't foresee him playing Isak on the left and, and Wilson up front. Yeah, so. For me, it's either Anderson or Murphy, and then the midfield then becomes you know Tenali, Bruno, Longstaff. Um, but maybe it's, yeah, maybe Tenali sits out that one. I, I, I don't know. But we'll, we'll see, mate. It'll be good to see, anyways. How how, how handles it? Uh-huh. Um, just before we go, mate, any anything you want to mention? Newcastle related? Not that I can think of. No, just um, like I say, we've got it. We've got. We've probably got another nine pin badges coming in total. That includes Trippier and, um, and Wilson. Uh, and then we don't, you know, we don't want to have two. We don't want to throw you, throw too many pin badges at you. And, you know, we know how times are hard and things like that in there. Uh, but we do enjoy doing them, and I think we want to recognise the squad from last season that got us into this position. So there are still a few names that we want to do. Um, that's pretty much it, really. I think. Um, 
The only other thing I would say is just a, a thank you to, well, a shout out really uh, to the Lairs, um for the for the introduction music. Um, so the song's called Rules, um, and it's by the Lairs. That's L A R A S. Uh, thank you to Leon as well, a mate of mine who's um, who's allowed us to use that. They're a great local band. Uh, so check them out on Spotify and and other other music channels. Totally echoed. Totally echoed. Get get those on your playlists um, and support them. That's uh, that's great stuff, mate. Uh, good to have you on again. Great to talk about Newcastle, <laughs> and I'm looking forward to the next one, mate. I'll catch you later. All right, see you later.